0: Forty-five, And uh, for today on Twitter, hashtag Kita is trending. Um, now, this hashtag is part of a move to counter the hate speech that has been circulating on social media, particularly post-GE. We spoke about this yesterday, actually, with Bajrul Hisham Ismail from Iman Research. Um, the kind of weaponizing of, well, weapons in videos. Some of the videos actually feature weapons. But also of the May 13th narrative, uh, the blaming of it on... Uh, the blaming of it on, well, political parties like DAP, as well as specific groups like uh, Malaysian Chinese. So, Kitakawan is part of a move to counter that. Um, and Malaysians are sharing stories, videos, and photos highlighting the joys of being a nation of many races and cultures living together.
1: Yeah, so I think there are various responses. Akita Kawan seems to be a very earnest uh, mm. kind of re- uh, sentimental response, which is say, you know, look, we're, we're friends. We live as neighbours and so on and so forth, right? This is not always true ac- across the country. There, there, are, there are areas in the country where... People might live in fairly mono-ethnic circumstances. I mean, it's tr- extraordinary to think, but I think that, in fact, that is true. Uh, there are others who, you know, remind us that, in many ways, the the spectre of May 13th uh, uh, has largely been buried. You know, uh, some smart ones will come out and say, "Well, May 13th comes around every year, apparently, and it does <laughs> just because of the calendar is such." So. Um, what do we want from uh, from our country? I think that's what's at stake at this point in time. So I think uh, if you look at the
0: Kita Kawan hashtag, there, sometimes it runs the risk of looking a little bit muhibah advertisement, right? Because it's it's pictures of people being friends, sports days, you know, just, just people gathering together. And it's nice to see and it's heartening. But um, the people who are actually writing tweets um, and putting them out there kind of, poke holes in that a little bit as well, which I think is good. So for example, uh, Angelic Niawko says... Kitakawan is not just, it's not about just knowing people of different races. If you're really friends, you would see, admit, and fight the discriminatory system that separates us. It's more than just having meals at their houses. Similarly, um, Nadia Zizol says, expand your social circle and make friends with other races. That's how you deal with racism. We live in Malaysia where diversity should always be treated as an asset and never a liability. And I, I appreciate this idea of it's not just about knowing people, um, because that is how you get the, no, no, I can't be racist. My best friend or, you know, my classmates were XYZ. I think that I've always had this problem, um, and I've spoken about it on air before, of us championing the word tolerance when it comes to other races. I recognise that it is a base level that we should aim for to get along and all that. But that if you really wanted true friendship and empathy among Malaysians, that tolerance just probably isn't going to cut it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I uh, this is a discussion also, I think, for historians when you see how societies have been put together and operated. Um, but I appreciate we come back to these questions over and over again. There's nothing new about this uh, discussion, but implicated uh, or rather implicit in it is this idea that um at this point in time, there are elements who in society who imagine a country where one community dominates all and in, absolute, in an absolute sense. And so uh, those for whom diversity and difference is something to celebrate want to push back against that. Uh, the question is, did this election in fact uh, reveal to us where the country is. And so we've had the media use this expression, the green wave. Uh, I'm not sure if it's quite correct. We've been too quick to hold on to this, to explain things, or rather to label it without having a true uh, explanation. So this is what happens when the the focal point of the green wave
0: is a party that has been associated with a very specific kind of rhetoric, especially during GE, right, in which we saw certain things being put out, um, the talking of... or or the description of non-Muslims being less than respectful. And I think because of that, it becomes such an easy focal point to grip onto. Whereas, of course, if you look at the numbers and also, um, you know, from the accounting of the people who said they did, in fact, vote for representatives within the green wave you know some of it wasn't necessarily about religion right um, there are lots of different elements of rhetoric and messaging that gets put out by a political party if you're smart you're not going to stick to one right you're going to massage it and and kind of scatter it around so yeah I, I think it's important to temper um, our temper our personal feelings about who gets vote or who got a lot of votes, regardless of which side of things you're on, um, especially if it comes with these concerns about race? I will say, though, that social media really isn't making it better.
1: Yeah, and I, th- you know, we had uh Shereel Sulaiman, who is I think the Bacho MP now, and he was uh, uh Dr. Hadi Awang's uh, um a personal assistant, I believe, at some point in time. Uh, he's spoke to us and directly addressed the question of hate being generated by leaders in his party or by individuals within his party. And he said, look... You look at Klantan and Trangano, where PAS have uh, had leadership, or in Kadai, I guess, as well. And and that's the record. Don't, you know, don't cherry pick what's happening in social media as a way of characterizing all of Pass and its attitudes towards a multiracial society. You know, and, and I think he says, and I, to some extent I think he's right, he says that um, all parties have extremist elements in them and th- they don't. Uh, in many, they don't stand for the entire party. And I think, but we could push back on that and ask, you know, is there an asymmetry in this, especially because we have a majority minority situation. Um, But he sounded infinitely reasonable. And I think somebody who doesn't stand for this kind of rhetoric. So
0: we're talking, uh, well, we were talking about the reason why Kitakawan was trending, which is the fact that there has been an uptick in terms of Racist and racialized messaging on social media, and kita kawan came up as a way to counter that and say, "No, you know, we we enjoy one another um, as a multiracial country here in Malaysia." So. You know, let us know. Have you seen the Kitakawan tweets or posts? Um, do you have Kitakawan stories you'd like to share? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 18 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Be free-minded. BFM 89.9.
0: BFM 89.9. It is 5.56. And that was the Beatles with a little help from my friends. Uh, on today on Twitter, we were talking about hashtag Kita Kawan, um, which was supposed to be a way of trying to push back against the racial rhetoric that has been emerging on social media. And um, we've been asking you for your thoughts on that. So uh, let's see. We have this from Munif who says, The aftermath of this GE actually showed us that the race-based party rivals would actually sleep in the same bed to retain political power. So what are y'all being so fanatical for then? Not only kita kawan, but kita lawan, the politicians who weaponize race and religion to divide and conquer.
1: So uh, one of the things that's come out is that, um, and I think... uh, Several uh, politicians have come out to make very responsible statements about uh, dampening down on the hate. And not, the question, of course, is put to them is that, you know, you ha- happened to let the genie out of that bottle uh, and now you're trying to push it back in. So there is a level of hypocrisy and also uh, a level of uh, disingenuousness, right? The, do they really mean to uh, put th- these... Uh, to end these uh, kinds of sentiments that dehumanize others, or are they just saying, for for practical purposes, we want to dampen it up because now that we've got political power, we need stability, and I think that was also Badrul Hisham's point when when we asked him, why do politicians deploy hate? Uh, and you know what is their purpose? Well, how is it used as a tool it's used uses a tool to write to power, but as soon as you establish power, what you want to do is in fact dampen social instability so that you can rule and you know, extract uh, benefits from the economic and Uh, political system. So Chin Hui um, briefly
0: says, for a person like me, shying away from mainstream social media like TikTok, Facebook, or even mainstream news portals, I wasn't aware that hate speech was being circulated right now. Life is still harmony to me. For a country that has enjoyed 63 years of independence, it's ridiculous that we're still living in fear of racism. Stay away from social media and look around. Malaysia is beautiful.
1: Yeah, I mean, that for some people, Chin Hui, I mean, You're absolutely right to feel that way uh, when we, you know, I I don't feel, I don't know how many people feel insecure in their own neighborhoods uh, in their, you know, in the route on the way to work. Do they feel that these forces of intolerance are impinging on them? But when they read about it, when they see social policy being tweaked, uh, that uh, imposes values on others, that the traditional Malaysian uh, tolerance of difference is eroded, then they get start to get worried, even though they might not feel it on a daily basis.
0: So I think that um, it is absolutely true that social media isn't a reflection of real life or it isn't the only space to enjoy life. Um, but I also think that it's not always the best move to not be aware of how others may be feeling, regardless of if it's something that you're not face to face with constantly, which is the value and also the allure, and also the problem of social media, right? Uh, Keep those thoughts coming. We are also going to be having a vigorous discussion after the six o'clock news about which is preferable, a unity government or a minority government. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind,